This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. You are listening to the Advisor Network Podcast, where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. We call this series, What I Learned During the Pandemic. While it sometimes seems like we've been dealing with COVID-19 for years, it's really only been four months. But those four months will have a major impact on how we do business in both the short and long term. We'll talk to advisors about their experiences since this all started, how they've adapted, and what they've learned about technology, processes, clients, and themselves. Tom Chinsky is an advisor in Edmonton, and his wife, Daryl, is his office manager. I first spoke to them at the beginning of June, just a few days after they had reopened their office. Some five weeks later, I gave them a ring to check in. Tom, Daryl, it seems like a long time ago that we spoke. At that time, you were still kind of finding your way in terms of staffing and trying out some new office processes. So, how did it go? Uh, I think it went very well. You know, the communications that were coming down from corporate were, uh, you know, very timely. I think the support from uh, district was good. Nicole, uh, you know, was quick to outsource some uh, uh, of the PPEs that we needed. Uh, I had a client that uh, was actually in the business, so we were able to you know, source material from them as well. The, the transition went pretty smoothly from that side of things with, uh, you know, the preparedness of the office, uh, finding out who would actually come to the office to work with us, who was gonna stay from home. You know, was certainly happy to be a pilot office, happy to have our doors open by appointment. There are still, you know, new learnings and findings as we go along, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're, where we're at. What are some of those those things you've learned uh, over the past five weeks that may have been unexpected or, or slightly different than anticipated? I think some of the new things uh, we've learned is how to be better at using technology and how to be more engaging using technology. There's also been lots of changes, you know, with uh, the payment changes, also educating on, you know, appointment base. There's people coming in and just assuming that we're open and we have signs that are posted and they're in bright colors and it's like call. And for some reason, they just don't see that sign. This morning, I had a client um, by appointment came in and the COVID questions were all asked, screened and everything. And so the client came in. Uh, did the hand sanitizer at the door and proceeded to the meeting room to sit down. And, uh, you know, we've got the sneeze guards in in place on the uh, boardroom table and stuff. But I didn't lock the door. I look up and there's two clients that are standing in, you know, the foyer. People show up at the door, try the door, and if it's unlocked, they'll, they walk in. So you're trying to limit how many people come in. That's crazy, Tom, because you've spent your entire career trying to get people in the door. Exactly. That's so true, Brad. And, and, and you know, that's probably the thing that I miss the most, being able to walk out of my office, go to the front and say, oh, hey, Clem, how are you doing? You know, gee, I haven't seen you in a long time. And, you know, advancing the relationship when they've come in for just a 
something like a pink card and, and say, hey, we were supposed to get together and talk about, uh, you know, some of that retirement planning stuff. And so I, I do miss some of that opportunity with, you know, the clients that just happen to be in the office. But it's, it's a new environment. There's a lot of things that are changing and um, we have to adapt as well as our clients have to adapt. Daryl, you mentioned earlier trying to make technology more engaging. How are you using technology in this new COVID world? You know what, we're just really in the process of learning with clients um, to look at using WebEx. Um, outside of the office, myself and the other commercial producer, we do Zoom meetings um, with uh, some group of some other business professionals every week and we're practicing our presentation and we're looking at can we reach out to clients and prospect by Zoom as opposed to cold calling. So we're just looking at that as, as a possibility. It's really weird when you're even in the Zoom meetings and you're talking and you're making a presentation and then all of a sudden you're, you look up and somebody could be maybe doing some other activity and you're thinking, are they listening? Today, when we were having our staff meeting, I was bugging everybody to turn on their camera and the people are like, oh no, I don't have my hair done today. And I'm like, don't worry about it because we really need to get back to having that eye to eye contact and positioning the camera in the right place. We're looking at how to present that professional image through technology. One of my staff made the point of saying that they feel that they can do more with the use of, of technology, whether it's you know phone, email, you know, the odd WebEx here and there sprinkled in, but it, it, it's giving us the opportunity, I guess, to retrain our clients a little bit. You know, I had a client come in yesterday. He was leaving to go on holidays. You know, we have a short chat and uh, Larry says, how do I get my refund? And I said, Larry, you've got to do it through online services. And I said, do you have the co-op app on your phone? He said, no. He says, okay, let's, let's download the app. Larry went off, you know, with online services set up on his phone and, you know, was able to leave. He could leave on his holiday, heading to uh, his second home out in the Vancouver Island and uh, apply for his refund out there. So that piece of technology is, is fantastic because now that he's got it and he knows all the things that he can do, you know, everything from starting a claim, if you ever got pulled over, showing your, your phone to the officer, taking pictures of an accident or anything like that, applying for your refund. It's going to save our office potentially hours over the year of what we might have otherwise been doing for Larry in person when hopefully Larry's going to think, oh, can I do that on my online app now? That piece of technology is very useful during COVID, but down the road as well. That's, that's just a huge time saver, I think for the offices and uh, for staff to, to be able to prioritize workloads and spend the time with the clients that we need to spend more time with. Everyone is more open to different ways of doing things because we, we're being forced to do things differently because of COVID. So that, that goes for staff, advisors and clients, I guess. How are clients adapting to to those kinds of digital interactions? Are they are they 
generally pretty comfortable? Are they preferring it? Any feedback there? You know, I, I think the key thing for that, just it's human nature and behavior sometimes. It's not always too easy to change. And again, it comes down to that education piece and helping that client to see the value in changing how they do business with us. And all of this is actually tying into where, you know, the direction from corporate and the company is going. We want those appointment-based financial planning conversations. So we're trying to use the technology and we're doing surveys with the client where the staff all say, Tom wants me to ask you these three questions. Tom really needs to know, do you have a will? Are you on time for your retirement planning? Why don't you sit down with Tom just for 10, 15 minutes? So we're selling the appointment with Tom. If they're not ready to come in, um, let's set up a phone appointment. And right now with COVID, the hard market, we're starting to see we're increasing activity. So we have to be much better at prioritizing and letting clients know how we want to do business and how we can best help them. And as an advisor, Tom, it's really critical for you to be doing what you do best, which is, of course, providing advice to clients. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and my staff made a comment that, you know, that trauma is difficult. And, and there is a lot of trauma in the marketplace today in a, in a lot of different ways, you know, with the, uh, the high unemployment out here in Alberta, you know, the, the issues that we've gone through with the oil and gas industry and people are you know, are, are looking for help. And, um, you know, in the last uh, little while with all the volatility in the marketplace, you, you see the issues that are, you know, occurring where, you know, people do not have the right, you know, strategies, you know, going into to retirement. Uh, I reviewed a portfolio just the other day and, you know, this man was 55 years old, Brad, a hundred percent of his portfolio was in global equities. There was no risk parity strategy whatsoever. A downturn like we've seen and the volatility that we've seen could drastically affect his retirement by the decisions that he made by someone in the past and didn't get good advice. So we can take advantage of that uh, opportunity to, you know, ask the important questions and and do the work that, uh, you know, we know how to do. And the key thing is, I think, the feedback we get um, not only personally experienced, but the staff keep talking about these emotional connections they're making with the clients. Yeah. And I think our relationships have gone deeper mm-hmm. because we have been proactive. We were proactive with, you know, cheerful calls just in right in the middle of COVID, just reaching out to clients and letting them know that we're here for them. Proactive in, you know, uh, emphasizing the importance of online services. And uh, I, I think clients appreciate that. In, in this time of uncertainty and this time of, of a lot of change, I, I, I think that that trusted relationship means an awful lot to them and it's going to help us in the future as well. Last time we spoke, you've been having conversations with your staff about what return to work looked like for them. And, and that's even more complicated now because if you've got kids, everything is up in the air with return to school. So what is your staffing situation now and what's your approach? Well, one of the good news pieces that happened was from corporate where they, you know, resumed training, you know, for agencies that are are still relatively busy through COVID and stuff. It was nice to be able to onboard a new staff 
and uh, you know she's in uh, training uh, right now as we speak. But um, you know it's it's varied. One of my part-time staff said it's just great to be back at work because you know two small boys at home. She said was driving me crazy. And I think the other thing we started doing is more weekly check-ins, like purposely, intentionally, so that you know staff are always feeling like they can say whatever they need to say. And you're asking those probing questions, and again. You know, you're learning more about their personal situation. We're like, you know, talked about what the fall. What does it look like? We're asking them what works better for you, home or here. If people can do what they love to do, and if they can have a work environment that supports them and their family, then they're always giving us 110%. And I think the other thing we always kind of think about, or at least I'm always asking, if we sort of look at like system thinking and see how things influence each other within a whole. Um, and so it makes me always think about, okay, we're doing this, but what about for the people that are working at home? So people who have two offices, that's probably their norm, um, but that's a new norm for us. It's a different, different way of, of looking at things, which is so much of what this has been about. I think people are, are finding new routines and we've you know talked about the new normal, but... What's keeping you guys up at night? What are you what are you thinking about in terms of you know what what are the what ifs and and uh, and and how how do you prepare for those? That's a good question, a Brad. Good. Um, there's no question there's a there's a lot of change that's in front of us. I thought five years ago I had seen enough change, but uh, you know a, a lot of it makes sense. Uh, I think uh, requirements for uh, maximizing compensation, you know, that's on a lot of agents' minds. Uh, production clubs, what, you know, that will look like. Compensation changes, uh, mutual funds that are coming in for the seasoned advisor like myself. If we're going to give up some auto, you know, related commissions that I've worked, you know, hard for over a long period of time, how soon am I able to make it up in, in say, mutual fund sales and how big of a book of business and, and those kinds of things. So corporate is, is addressing a lot of those concerns and uh, some of those things do flow all the way down the river to, you know, SR4 advisors like us uh, here in Sherwood Park, Alberta. And, uh, you know, so you can't help but think about things. And, and you know, it's, it's not only our company, uh, major corporations, are making changes to uh, you know contracts all the time. So you you better like change and you better be prepared to accept change. You know there's no point in complaining about it. Uh, I think you have to get on board and and do everything you can to uh, set yourself up for success. And I think the key thing when we were at the last Congress, I think what I took away from that is just lean into it. So yeah. I'm I'm thinking about okay he's going to get the results, but what do we need to do for training? What do we need to do with our clients to have the opportunity to get them in front of Tom? And I think sometimes you, what you're really good at doing, you just have to drop what you're doing and get into Get that, her done. Get it done. Yeah, that's, that's Get her you. done. You know, Tom, as you said, we've been having conversations about the amount of change in this organization for years and now drop COVID on top of that. It's an awful lot of pressure on everyone, um, including advisors. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, from an entrepreneurial point of view, 
you know, you think about a lot of things. You know, you think about the amount of money that the federal government is spending. You think of how this money is going to get, you know, repaid at some particular point. How does this affect us in the way we advise our clients? And is the relationship that we built with our clients strong enough to make them move investments that they've got with a, a bank or, a, you know, a different insurance company? So, you know, challenging times uh, ahead of us, but uh, I'm glad that, um, you know, we took the steps to, you know, stay busy, stay proactive during COVID, reaching out to clients, still building on those relationships so that, you know, we can uh, continue to foster that holistic financial planning piece to the clients and realize that it's more important now to sit down than it ever has been. For more tips from your fellow advisors, please subscribe to the Advisor Network Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future podcasts, please contact me at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca.